Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Consciously Blooming. I'm your host, Natalie Green, and I'm so happy to have you here today. Now, this week's episode is a continuation of last week's topic, which is raising your EQ, and this is part two. So if you haven't listened to last week's episode yet, I encourage you to go back and listen to part one first as they do build on each other, and part one gives you a better foundation on what emotional intelligence or EQ is. Now, before I jump into part two, we will begin as we always do with what I've been into and what I've been up to. So what I've been into, I decided that I would do a new little kind of topic series for this month um, on things I've been into that are more either environmentally or kind of bodily friendly switches that I've made that I would recommend because they're either pretty cost effective or require little to no change in your day-to-day life. So I will be doing that this month just to encourage everyone to be a little bit more environmentally friendly um, in simple, easy ways. So what I've been into for this month that is more bodily friendly and environmentally friendly is a natural aluminum-free deodorant. And I know what you're thinking, only smelly people wear natural deodorant. Okay, I get it. I get you. I hear you because I have tried several other brands that did leave me still a little stinky because I am a sweater. I have a very healthy, I don't know, sweat system and I'm sweating out all the toxins all the time. So it was important for me to find a natural deodorant that could help obviously keep me from smelling as deodorant does and I think I finally found a brand that I really do love it's called Hey Humans and it's a natural deodorant that also comes in a cardboard little tube so not only are you saving from using unnecessary plastic and obviously that impacts the environment but you're also using something that is much more friendly for your body I don't know if you have heard this or done your research on it but Your armpits are actually very sensitive and you have some very sensitive points connected to your lymphatic drainage system right there. So, you know, it can really impact a lot of your body and there's a lot of hormone disruptors within antiperspirants and deodorants that are not natural. So this is a switch I would recommend making. It is not super expensive. I think it was like $6. And while obviously you do sweat because it's just deodorant, not antiperspirant, You can't smell anything but the deodorant and it smells great. This has been tried and tested by yours truly going on 45 to an hour long walks with the dog and it's like 80 degrees outside and your girl is sweating. She is getting a healthy sweat in and I am not stinky when I come back. So that is my plug for natural deodorant. Give it a try. Hey humans, natural deodorant. You can find it on Amazon. What I've been up to, like I mentioned last week, anime expo so we ended up going to the anime expo on saturday and it was so much fun i ended up buying some really cute stuff there and it was a lot a lot of standing and walking around as you'd expect but it took us an hour and a half getting we got there early and it took us an hour and a half just to get in the venue so It was insane, but I had such a blast and I mostly spent the day with my friend Cece and my boyfriend and we had such a fun time together. So Anime Expo was a success. Now, picking up where we left off on last week, back to emotional intelligence and raising your EQ. Again, if you haven't listened to last week's episode, Raising Your EQ Part 1, I encourage you to go back and listen to that episode first and let's jump right in. 
First, I want to provide you some ways to test your EQ online for free, and I will have a few links in this week's show notes for different length free EQ questionnaires that you can take online. One of them is 10 minutes, one of them is 45. I'll specify on those show notes so you can know. Now, both of these tests are self-report tests, and while I do encourage you to take the time to answer all of these questions, I want you to really be honest with yourself and how you behave. Also, remind yourself that the way you answer these questions might be different than you would have five years ago, or perhaps differently than you would like to admit. But of course, you can't fix any behaviors if you refuse to acknowledge that they are taking place. Be honest with yourself and be gentle with yourself. This is a wonderful learning opportunity and it helps to give you an idea of where your starting point is and where you have some areas to improve. Now, if you are not wanting to take the time to take one of those EQ tests, like I said, there's one that's 10 minutes, there's one that is 45 minutes long. I still want to share a few signs of a high EQ and a low EQ. As I walk through these examples, try to be very honest with yourself and think if the descriptions sound like you a lot, a little, or not at all. This can help you gauge your emotional intelligence and where you might need to be doing a bit of work. So people with a low EQ get upset easily, they become overwhelmed by emotions, they have trouble being assertive, and they often feel misunderstood while people with a high EQ have an ability to embrace change. They are self-confident and self-accepting. They have the ability to let go of mistakes. They have feelings of empathy and concern for others. They have a strong sense of curiosity about others. And they have the ability to manage emotions in difficult situations. Don't worry if all of these don't describe you. No one has perfect emotional intelligence all of the time. It is something that requires practice. Even smart people say dumb things sometimes, right? Just like emotionally intelligent people can be emotionally unintelligent sometimes. Now that we know what EQ is, how to find out what your EQ is and what it might look like, let's get into how to improve your EQ. Number one, Recognize your emotions and name them. Taking a moment to stop and reflect on what you are feeling can help you see the bigger picture. I've mentioned this concept in a few other episodes, especially when dealing with anger, and that is feeling where the emotion is coming from and where it manifests itself. Maybe your stomach is in a knot. Maybe your face feels hot or you have a lump in your throat. Check in with your body after naming the emotion you feel. By naming the emotion, you help take away its power to hijack your response. Also, try to reframe your thoughts surrounding the emotion, as opposed to saying, I am angry or I am sad. Think of it as, I am feeling anger or I am feeling sad. You are not the emotion, you are feeling it, and it is simply a passing state. Number two, ask questions. There is no way to show empathy or know how others are feeling without asking them questions. I mean, you can guess, you can try to assume based on their behaviors, but to really show empathy, you need to be able to put yourself in their shoes. And without asking questions, there's no way to know, right? In order to get better at understanding other people's emotions, you need to show concern and learn. 
Number three, perform a personal check-in. This is periodically spending time to check in with you and how you are feeling. I do this in the morning after I walk my dog when I'm journaling. I've had time to wake up a bit more and get a bit of movement, which helps me really tune in to how I'm feeling, not just being tired. But really, how do you know how you feel if you don't take the time to check in with yourself the same way you would with others? Number four, reduce personalization and practice reframing. When you don't like the actions or behavior of someone, try not to automatically think bad things about them. Try to view the situation from different perspectives. If someone is driving, in my opinion, too fast or erratically, I've been trying to tell myself, oh, maybe their wife is in labor or maybe they have a family emergency. That's probably not why they're speeding, but it could be. And that helps diffuse some of that frustration from their erratic driving. While they might not be the best example, I hope you understand the point that I'm trying to make. There are so many factors and situations that impact the way that we all live our lives. We can only guess what might be causing someone to act the way that they do. We should try to give them the benefit of the doubt and think of reasons why they might be acting that way. Number five, when expressing difficult emotions, try not to begin the sentence with you. This automatically triggers the other person to need to defend themselves because it comes off as accusatory. Instead, try saying, I feel X when you do Y in situation Z. An example of this might look like, I feel disappointed when you didn't follow through when you told me you would. So we are still expressing our emotion, acknowledging that it is the other person's behavior that has caused our discomfort, but we're not blaming them. We're simply stating a fact without judgment. I feel X because you did Y in situation Z. At the end of the day, you need to understand yourself to understand others, so make sure you are really tuning in with yourself. Take the time to get to know yourself, what might make you upset, what makes you happy, and get comfortable with those emotions. Once you understand what makes you feel the way you do, you can better understand and respond to the emotions of others, and you'll have a higher EQ, which not only benefits you, but society as a whole. Only 36% of people in the world are emotionally intelligent. Imagine if that was 50% or 75% or even, let's get a little crazy, 100%. Think of all of the conflict that would be handled in a constructive way and how few misunderstandings there would be. It might be idealistic, but why not try? Now I will end today's episode with a quote from Neil Blumenthal, and he says, Self-awareness is a trait or maybe practice is the more accurate way to put it, that everyone can always improve at. It is part emotional intelligence, part perceptiveness, part critical thinking. It means knowing your weaknesses, of course, but it also means knowing your strengths and what motivates you. Now, with that, I will end this week's episode. If you are listening to this in real time, happy 4th of July. Please be safe. Please have fun. And if you liked this week's episode, please leave a comment or a review and share with any family or friends that you think would also be interested in these mindfulness and wellness topics or that could benefit from raising their EQ. 
Now with that, I will end this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening and keep consciously blooming into your best self. Bye.